0: When a group of powerful women come together, there is an undeniable strength that radiates from their collective energy. And while their individual accomplishments may be impressive, their greatest power lies in their ability to lift each other up and inspire others to do the same. Being a part of this type of community means dedicating oneself to a higher standard of excellence and continuously striving for progress It requires a willingness to share knowledge, provide support, and always push beyond one's limits. Through acceptance and support, these powerful women empower themselves and encourage others to reach their full potential, creating a ripple effect of success and growth. We are the powerful women.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Let's Get Loud. In today's episode, we are going to dive into the world of artificial intelligence, exploring the pressing questions that surround its use and its impact. Should AI be regulated? Can it replace human labor? What does this mean for our future? Should we even be using it? AI is very engaging. It's thought-provoking. It has a lot of opinions around it. So let's get ready to embark on this conversation. So I think that there is very good
2: and bad things to AI. As far as like the healthcare setting, we were discussing this before. But it does help with diagnoses of patients. So it helps the doctors get to that diagnosis a lot quicker. I've been using it for business purposes. Like the chat GPT is just freaking amazing to me. <laughs> like it can write papers, it can write your emails, it can write social media posts. I think it's really cool that they open that up to the public and it's free of charge. The thing that kind of scares me about it is, I guess there's a couple of things that kind of scare me. For one, so like our imaging facility... They started using AI to detect diseases on the pictures. So the radiologist is still having to go back and make sure that what it's detecting is actually something that would stand out to them. It wouldn't happen anytime soon, but there is a little grumbling that in 10 years time that it could completely replace a radiologist. So they could potentially go all computer and not have to have a doctor diagnosing. And there is a lot of chatter out there, just like in general, like how it can take jobs away from people. The other thing that kind of is like leery to me is I'm seeing like the celebrities. They are being made to like sing songs that they don't even sing and say things that they don't even say. And you can't even tell the difference of the real person video and the AI video. And that's scary because then even back to like our social media podcast that we did is you could potentially have something out there of you saying something that you never said and then being attacked for it.
1: Well, and I think that goes to the regulation. Is that something that could be regulated Mm -hmm. and should it be regulated? Yes, absolutely. I'm just trying to think of how we would regulate it, but I agree. I think where there is that abuse or the ability to confuse what people are watching or seeing, I believe that's where regulation needs to step in. I don't know what that would look like. I guess there's smarter people than me in the world that would have to figure that out. But I've even seen where colleges are starting to let AI take part in people being able to use it for essays and papers. And when you think about education... How does that enhance education or can it enhance education? What other things should they put in place to make sure that we're still getting the education we need if we have AI doing our work? I think there's a lot of work that still needs to be done in that space. I think it's a great tool. One of my concerns when people start going up to AI is it's pulling from thousands of pieces of information on the Internet. But as we know, not everything on the Internet is true. So how do you go back and teach them to pull the right citations, to understand what they're pulling is actually correct versus not correct? Or is that something that now that needs to be taught in schools of how to find true information versus the fake information, for lack of a better term?
2: And I may be wrong on this, but I believe that chat GPT only pulls from scholarly articles and books. They don't use the internet I think it might be perplexity AI will pull from the internet. But again, could be wrong.
1: How do we, do we regulate to only use this platform if you're going to be using it? <laughs> I think there's a lot of questions. And I think as it's growing, as fast as it's growing, I think there's a lot of opportunities and jobs available for people to really dig into that piece of that world. I agree.
3: We we're talking about regulating. And regulating also, we should cover that data leaking or like the data repurposing it. Like a third party can use our personal information or data persisting. That means the data that we provided, they persist longer than the person who produced them. So those regulating on those aspects, it's, it's something to work on or why that should be regulated for those reasons.
1: Yeah. And Marietta, do you use AI in your business, your personal business?
3: I do. I use it when I write posts. I would uh, make a hard speech that comes from what I w- do I want to say. And by using the AI, it brings it in a level that I can communicate my message in a better, more pertinent way. Very good.
1: And do you have any issues with the AI platforms, or have you come across anything where you're like, "Oh, they still need a lot of work here"?
3: For the level that I'm using it, I'm very satisfied, and I'm learning a lot, and I'm wowed like with the ability to create materials and levels that I would never been able to produce it on my own, uh, like chat sequences or email sequences, and beautiful. Posts, not because I'm cheating is that I'm expressing what I want to express through the hard speech that I want to say and the ability of AI bringing it in a level that is can bring my message in a more relatable way, way to the people that I'm directing the message. It's why not using it? What's wrong with that? Absolutely not. It makes me a better person because I can deliver my message in a very slow and natural. In a better way, I help people who want to hear, other people who want to hear my message.
1: And what about it taking jobs away from other people? For example, if you're using it for email or copyright or or copy content, typically you might use a virtual assistant or some other person, but now you're using the platform. Do you see any concerns with that moving forward?
3: Because my abilities to use it, the person who you have used the system before, it pushes you to do, to be better at what you are doing or what you have done so far. It makes me better to deliver my message that I didn't have that capability before, but I'm not taking the work of somebody anyway, away at all. Yeah, because technology has always advanced and has be- has been better. So this is the case that I imagine it has been better. It's better for me and it's better for the future and it's better for the person who have used it so far. It pushes, it challenges us to do a better job towards coming.
0: Thank you. I don't have a business where I'm currently using AI. So with my experience so far of AI, I always immediately think of customer service experiences and I usually call customer service when I have an issue. And my experience thus far with AI is they give you a list of things. It's not on the list. They say, thank you and hang up. <laughs> have a nice day. And then you dial back and you try another little one of their decision trees. And it says, thank you and, and hangs up on you. And I am not someone who wants to be a free FTE for a company that I'm paying for something where I want to read through your FAQs online to do my own customer service. So I'm not your client. Basically, if that's how you're going to do business, I am not your client. I do think that what things that happen like this, where AI comes in, takes up some roles, that sort of thing, it'll happen for a while. Then someone will come along later and say, oh, we're going to offer this concierge service that'll cost you more. And you can actually speak to a human person. And so then they're going to sell you on customer service, try and upsell you on customer service and paying extra. For whatever premium level, platinum, luxe level, whatever you want to call it, so that's where my mind goes. I know they're going to be using it a lot in healthcare. I have to say, my thoughts around that. So let's say for a indicator that someone might have a certain disease process ongoing as a little red flag. Hey, check this these numbers are trending in this way or that way, that's one thing where it's doing the data capture or maybe doing something along that line. However, for diagnosis, here's what I think the people creating this and so many people in industry, what I've seen in my experience in the healthcare industry is that over time, the top people have become straight-out business people and they really don't know anything about medicine. They just think numbers are numbers. And we're just trying to make more money. And this is a lot of times hospitals are nonprofits, So we're not supposed to be making, we're not supposed to have a CEO that makes multi-million dollars because we're a nonprofit. So there's that. But my concern is that what they are missing and my experience of healthcare is they used to always say that it's a science, science and art of healthcare. <laughs> and the art part will be the part that's missing. And that's the part where the doctor really has, I guess, uh, more time to put his finger on trudging through the data, talking with the patient about their symptoms. And then, hey, let's try this. Okay, then that didn't work or we had this outcome. Let's try this and kind of work through the decision tree that way. I guess I foresee rather like Jen was mentioning, if you're going to have AI doing little decisions that have to be overread currently, down the road, there'll be little decisions to get overridden by a PA who's not even a doctor. You know what I mean? And then it's just going to sort of go down. I'm very concerned about the trend of healthcare with these CEOs that make so much money. It's less time for the doctors with the patient. I think it's dangerous, personally. So
1: not a fan, I got to say. And I don't mind it in the fields of where data and stuff is. But when we talk about a hospital... If I'm being hospitalized, I want that compassion. I want that empathy. I want that human touch if I'm in the hospital. And that's something I don't think AI could ever replace is that human touch, that empathy, that compassion. I think it could probably do a lot and brand itself as a person who may be compassionate, but they can't replace that touch or that true emotion. But I'd really like it when it comes... To data or information or, as Marietta was saying, content improving, something that you've already done and put your heart into to make it better. I think there's really good things there. I have a question for you guys. Have you heard about some of the McDonald's that have come out that are 100% run by AI and robots?
2: Yeah, I saw that you can order and then it's like a little assembly line type of deal where your food comes out and there's no human interaction at all. And then my thought is like, what happens if your order is wrong? Or <laughs> what do you complain to? <laughs> or you need something to change. That's freaky a little bit to me.
1: Are the robots making your foods? What goes on there? It would be interesting. There's actually one I was looking them up. There's actually one that's located pretty close to me. And I'm like, I think I might have to go take a video this weekend and maybe post it along with this. But there's one that is probably like 15 minutes away from me. I had no idea. That's a fully automated McDonald's. The robots look really cute <laughs> from the pictures I'm looking at. So it I might guess be that, a field trip. My experience is
0: that, you know, it okay, great. If it all just goes smooth. And I, that's why I have trouble with like even transportation. Cause then it's like, when there's the hiccup, then, uh, you know, I only want to get into some of the stuff that's happened anyway. But my and backing back up, what was mentioned early on about like, how would you logistically, how do we regulate and make, that? and I think for me, the way that was done historically and what is not happening, the gap that we are standing in now is that people are saying whatever, they're putting whatever content out online and no one's vetting anything. And and even news sources are not vetting things And so it's not, to me, it's just, we need to depart from the word fake maybe and say unvetted information. This is absolutely unfounded information. You know what I mean? I I guess that would be, uh, and then to me, if something was done AI and you were victimized then who? So currently you would sue, right? For slander or liable or whatever. And so, yeah. So then how would that happen in this? So, yeah. So that's, I think you still need to follow those. And, and I felt this way when we were talking about Human sex trafficking, which is enslavement of human beings. (laughs) If we just use the correct syntax, if we use the proper terms and not the like prettied up, cleaned words or things that have been overused in our society, then I think we might have a better outcome. So if we say vetted news and you vet the same way that you find a, what do they used to call them? A gumshoe. The guys that used to do the a reporter for the paper, you know, how he used to vet the news. That's how we vet. That's how we vet. That's, that's just my thought.
1: The more jobs as fact checker, fact checkers will be coming out. <laughs> but I do think we're going to have to see a lot of jobs come out to really update our regulations, update our policies, update how we're using it and how it's being used to update our laws. I don't even think a lot of our, Technology laws are even up to where we are currently. do we have any other thoughts on what about kids using it?
0: Imagination I think it's a great thing I don't know because how do we grow as in literary
1: society you know what I mean like how does that if I don't know I think like even like math and calculators I think you have to still learn the basics before you handed at the calculator. I think they would still need to learn their grammar, the proper grammar, and how to use it and form sentences and form paragraphs and a story before they were allowed to use AI. I think the other thing that they would really need to put a bigger focus on are citations and making sure that they're citing where the information comes from. I think we would just have to teach differently and put more emphasis on certain learning lessons around math, because you can do math on AI too. So your math and your English and history, I think all of that would have to be re-looked at from an education perspective. Do we have other thoughts on AI?
3: Yeah, I was going to say that I don't think, in my opinion, it's going to replace. And There are jobs that they are going to replace, but it's not going to take over because that human touch is never going to be able to be replaced. And it's anywhere, anywhere we need that in health system, in psychology, in math. We need it everywhere. It's going to do better, but not replace in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a whole nother topic, the issues that I see, because I think if we have a society that is jointly looking for, I think as people in the healthcare sphere, we have a different perspective than business people as to what should happen and what we think will happen and put on other people the same motives that I don't think exist. <laughs> so I think when you get these industries that are making multi-millions that someone wants to turn into billions and they want three houses instead of two and four houses instead of three and and whatever, I just foresee a lot of
2: problems. Jen? So one last thought, I guess, on the jobs that might like with McDonald's and stuff, if it does replace the lower end jobs, I do foresee it as possibly creating other jobs for people to get into or create more of a need for people to get more education, to go into higher Level jobs. So that might actually be a good thing.
1: And they're still, you know, it's still technology. So maybe more technology jobs will come up because if they go down, if they become corrupt, you still need those skill sets to come in and work with the codes and things like that in the background. So we might just see a different stream of jobs, maybe more scientific jobs, more technology jobs, just a different field of jobs opening up.
2: Everybody wants more pay and better hours too. So, yep. I grew up in a manufacturing town, and,
0: and it all went to China. It was the sweatshirt capital of the world. <laughs> you can't find a sweatshirt made anywhere near there, <laughs> or furniture. And other jobs did not come in place. Just saying.
3: <laughs> Maria, any last thoughts? No, I guess I'm going to reiterate what I thought. Like it's all with evolution. Like, even in the old times when we saw many things changing, these are the times that we are evolving on that, on this level. And it's always going to be adjustment and evolution, but the human need is never going to be replaced. And we are here. We are not going to be disappeared.
1: (laughs) I hear you for sure. I go back and I've posted a couple of times on my social media. But the Jetsons, have you ever watched the Jetsons? You know, we have the Zoom meetings, we have the FaceTime, we have all of this coming to fruition. And who would have known that things that we saw back then
3: would be coming during our lifetime? And using them in a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us on this exploration of AI and its impact on our futures. Throughout this episode, we've tackled the question of whether AI should be regulated pondered its potential to replace human labor and dived into the implications it holds for our society. As we navigate this ever-evolving technological landscape, it becomes crucial to strike a balance between harnessing the power of AI for progress and safeguarding against its potential pitfalls. Until next time, stay curious, stay informed, and stay engaged. Thanks, everybody.